Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, what's up? It's Nolan from Past Gas by Donut Media. We are an automotive history show. This week, we're talking the life story of Gilles Villeneuve, Canada's most important Formula One driver, This guy is a national hero up there and truly one of the greats taken from us too soon. He started out racing snowmobiles when he was a teenager. He invented one of the most important snowmobile innovations ever, which is crazy for a Formula One driver to do, and eventually became just one of the most legendary drivers of the 1970s. This guy raced for such a short time, but had such a large impact, and it was super cool to talk about a Quebecois racing legend. That's Past Gas by Dona Media, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Number one automotive podcast, Past Gas. April 4th, 1998. St. Petersburg, Florida. The competition is getting hot and heated at the Mokart Racing Center. 16-year-old Danica Patrick rips her cart around the track and laps a 30-year-old male competitor for the third time in six minutes. Furious, her challenger decides to ram Danica's cart. Then he rams her again. Danica retaliates in the best way she knows how, by flooring it. The 16-year-old laps her rival one more time before he careens into a wall. After the race, the sore loser approaches Danica and punches her square in the helmet. How would the 5'2 driver react? By punching him right back. Later on, the racing team's co-owner, Dominic Massari, said, I don't think the guy realized she was a girl because her helmet was on. I think when he saw all that brown hair fall out, he just about died. Danica Patrick was one tough cookie a spitfire, and all those other lightly patronizing names you might call a strong woman in a male-dominated sport. She's also a self-made mogul, icon, and champion, all achieved before the age of 40. She's still one of the most controversial and talked-about figures in NASCAR years after she retired. Today on Past Gas, the story of Danica Patrick. How did she get her start? How many records did she actually break? And how did she become one of the most notorious figures in racing despite never winning a championship? I want to know what happened to that guy who punched that teenage girl. Yeah, that 30-year-old dude who punched the tiny person. (laughs) 
Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, so. I didn't know she was a girl. I thought she was a really tall, really small boy. Yeah, I just wanted I thought, to punch a small guy. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was a 14-year-old boy. I thought she was uh, <laughs> punchable. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was allowed to punch that child. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> but to be fair, they're better at go-kart racing than me, so I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not insecure. You're insecure. Yeah, what an insane person. I'm going to yell at my <laughs> wife about this. <laughs> Welcome back to Past Gas, everybody. We are in the studio once again. Uh, still getting used to this. We're, we're closer together this time. We truly out here. We truly close together now. Yeah. Happy birthday, America. Yeah. 246 years young. Still going strong. Yeah, uh, I am your host, Nolan. Joined, as always, by my co-hosts, we got James Diamond Pumphrey. James Diamond Pumphrey, crack, uh, crack, get, get on, get on, keep on on. <laughs> you know, get on, keep it on, and just keep on going. Oh, yeah. And to my right, which you can't see in an audio format, we also have Diamond Joe Weber. It's time for Donut Podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, excited to talk about Danica Patrick today. I remember when I was younger, uh, you know, when she came into IndyCar and then later NASCAR, it was a huge deal to have a woman in both sports, um, really a, 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 a trailblazer and also a figure that earned a lot of derision. I don't think it was, she deserved that criticism a lot uh what's derision like criticism and and just criticism i guess your de- your derision i woke up this morning <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is derision i came to work there was a question uh from our producer gavin whether or not the name danica was made up <laughs> he said very confidently she's the only danica she's the only danica <laughs> i did a little research danica is a biblical name of hebrew origin Huh. Means morning star. Oh, right. that's mm-hmm. cool. Check out that Danica up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's duration I like up in the sky every night. <laughs> every morning. <laughs> James. Yeah. Oh. We borrowed a very cool car this week that you have I'm completely in fallen in love with. Why don't you tell us about that? I'm in love with the Forte can. I don't. The Porsche Porsche Taycan. Taycan. I love it. I haven't liked a car this much in a long time. I got a little choked up because, you know what? I've driven a lot of cars. Mm -hmm. A little jaded. I've been known to say, like, you know what? I don't even know if I like them anymore. You do say that a lot, actually. This thing (laughs) rules. Yes. It rules. I think it's great looking. Every time I see a Tesla, I'm just like, you are trash. (laughs) And I can see them being like, I am. I am trash. Because you have an electric car and it's cool. And my electric car is trash, just like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I also got to spend some time with it. It's been at the office all this week. Uh, we had the sedan version at the office last year. And after I drove that, I was like, that's my favorite car right mm-hmm. now. And when they announced that there's a, a wagon version on the way, I was like, okay. It's so good looking. It's one of the best. Like, I think the Sport Turismo, we have the Cross Turismo, which is like the gravel road Go camping with your uh, with your wife, kind of car. You keep saying that. I don't. I know. I'm not the target audience for that car. Not uh, yet. Chloe, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel it's like ask I ask you a question. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> it's a car. 
I don't know. It's got a lot of plastic clotting. Me after we get married. (laughs) (laughs) Sport Turismo though is a lot sportier looking, and that's the one I would have as my. That's my my dad dream mobile. Um, I love it. Anyway, it's like a lot of electric cars fall into kind of gimmicky stuff. Uh, I would say that this car feels the most like a normal car. Yeah. Um, It just happens to be electric, although it does fall into some of the Tesla trappings, like having weird door handles that I love them. I mean, they're, they're cool, but like, I love them. Just seems like something that'll break really easily. No, you're and a Porsche then, owner. Fair. That's true. I don't have to do that. Uh, I don't have to fix it. But then also like the, did you, the, the touch screen? The only weird thing is the vents. Yeah. So, so like, like normally the only thing I agree with, if you want to adjust where the air flows in a car, you reach up with your human hand and pinch a, a vent and move it and adjust it. You're done in two seconds with this. You have to, Click you have your to climate call button. Stuttgart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to click the climate button, then go to the menu AC, and then scroll down to another thing that like lets you position where the vents are blowing. It's oh, the annoying. dumbest, dumbest design thing Patented I've ever seen. Visoc vents, and it's like only because Tesla does that did Porsche design decide to do that. I'm sure there's an economic reason too. It's probably cheaper to not have adjustable it looks, vents. It looks cool. Does look great. Like the interior. How looks often sick. do you adjust your vents? One and done. Uh, no, sometimes no, it's too much. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, because like you you're get cold cool, right like away. you're like, I gotta get cooler, and then it's like, oh, I'm too cool. Let me, let me. Well, you can turn bit. them up and down without going into the infotainment. It's just right oh, there. the the fan, the yes. fan speed, yeah. But like sometimes, you know, you just want the perfect, you know, like a Goldilocks situation. I think most people's criticism of electric cars is like it's you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you can't hear a Bentley, and you can't hear a Rolls Royce either. Lexus. This is a luxury yeah. automobile. And I love it. I, fake, I love the fake engine noise. <laughs> you put in the Sport Plus and then it like go. Is it on right now? Would you drive? I, I keep it, it on. Yeah. Okay. I had it turned off. But it does turn on when you go into Sport or in Sport Plus, which I think is kind of cool. And it's coming from behind you. The speakers play it from behind you play it. So it sounds like exhaust. Yeah. It sounds like a uh, like a Halo 2 shield mm-hmm. uh, booting up, which is kind of cool. Can you give me a ride in it later to court? To court? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, first I got to go get a suit and then you know, take me to court. Yeah. Go to men's warehouse. You need some walking around money? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, best car I've driven in a long time. I haven't wanted a car this bad yeah. in forever. Same. I'm trying to figure out how to get one. <laughs> I might be going to court. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was the, uh, the Porsche. Let's talk about Danica Patrick. Danica Sue Patrick was born in 1982 in Beloit, Wisconsin. Is that how you pronounce it? Beloit. Beloit. I'm sorry, Wisconsinites. Beloit. Uh, her parents had met on a sorry, blind cheesers. date. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Shout out to cheesers out there. This is, okay, this is whenever I have to snap into a Wisconsin accent, I use this town name. Beloit. It's so easy to go, I ain't from Beloit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheeser. <laughs> Danica's parents had met on a blind date at a snowmobile event. So from the beginning, it was clear that Danica was meant to chase adrenaline. Ten-year-old Danica got into racing like any Midwest kid would have. Her sister wanted to try it, so their parents bought them a go-kart. While her sister quickly lost interest, Danica loved the rush of going fast. The Patrick family lived in Roscoe, Illinois, and Danica began racing at Sugar River Raceway, a go-kart track right across the state line in Broadhead, Wisconsin. Back in those days, Danica's dad acted as her crew chief and her mom as her stat keeper. 
In her debut kart race, Danica crashed into a concrete wall at 25 miles per hour due to a brake failure. Way to go, Dad. How about that stat, Mom? (laughs) But thankfully, she was not injured. Danica picked herself up, dusted herself off, and kept improving her skills. At the end of her first year, she managed to place second out of 20 drivers in a 22-race schedule. That's great. That's an insane debut season for a kid. Danica was hooked. At 13, she asked her parents if she could move to California to further her racing career, but they said no. Instead, they opted to travel all over the Midwest to compete in races. To help pay for travel expenses, the Patrick family sold merchandise for Danica, like hero cards and t-shirts with her face on it. They would often call local news stations and papers to get her races covered. The Patricks were an effective branding machine. They sound so annoying. <laughs> like dance moms. Uh, what's a hero card? Uh, I'd imagine like a baseball card. It's like an index card with like your face on it and your name. And then on the back, it's like your stats. Sounds like yeah. something that we could sell at the donut store, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a Disney kid, Danica's public-facing persona was molded and controlled by her parents. Danica Montanica. <laughs> <laughs> who instilled some strict rules to maintain that image. Her dad, TJ, later admitted, quote, We really tried to drum it up into her that she sh- couldn't screw up. No sponsor is going to give you a million dollars if you're a bad kid. <laughs> Good point, dude. What? <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. There is a, there's some Red Bull Academy kid this week who, like, dropped the N-word yeah, on a stream. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And no. now he's out. Yeah. But also, I don't I, do that shit. The kid in blank check got a million dollars, and he was kind of a bad yeah, kid. Yeah, he was a bad kid. He, he, check fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a big and he, felony. Uh, his love interest was like a 30 year old woman. <laughs> yeah, that's more, I mean, that's on her. Yeah. They actually kiss, which is, would be the weirdest thing as an actor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, TJ stands for Tall John. <laughs> Dude, I love his subs. <laughs> <laughs> While Danica's PR machine was working hard behind the scenes, her racing was doing the talking. Danica won 10 regional karting titles, the World Karting Association Grand National Championship, and the HPV class three different times. <laughs> Unfortunately named, uh, she won that in 1994, 1996, and 1997. She won that in an STI. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's 14. Well, that's when you should get it. In the 19- vaccine. The <laughs> vaccine he's talking yeah, about. The vaccine. <laughs> I heard you can get HPV from... Riding a horse. <laughs> <laughs> in 1996, at the age of 14, Danica was accepted into the Indianapolis-based Lynn St. James Foundation Driver Development Program. By 15, her parents' PR tactics were definitely starting to pay off. Danica was featured in television segments on both ABC and MTV. This exposure led to her being hired by John Meekham Jr., to race in the UK's Formula Ford circuit, an entry-level series for Formula One and IndyCar drivers, as long as she went to a good driving school to refine her abilities. Danica took that request to heart and ended up attending three different driving schools, including the Track Speed School at Sebring International Raceway and the UK's Formula Ford Driving School. By the time Danica turned 16 in 1998, she had dropped out of school and got her GED. With her parents' blessing, she then moved to England on her own to further her racing career. 
Though she spent the first two weeks crashing on a friend's couch, she knew it was the right decision. At least she was crashing on the couch, not on the track. Am I right? That's right. Nice. Nice, James. Beckham soon introduced Stanica to Formula One legend Sir Jackie Stewart, who decided to mentor her. Having Stewart as a mentor would be an incredible opportunity for any young driver, but because Danica was an American woman, she was met with a generally dismissive attitude. I remember one day specifically, she recalls, where I'd finished faster than anyone else, and the owner of the team got on the other guys like, the girl is the quickest? What the fuck are you doing? Get out there and drive. But she didn't get discouraged and knew that once people saw her drive, they'd shut up. They just need to shut up so she can think. Over the next three years, Patrick would prove herself worthy of the opportunity. I don't make dumb moves, but I'm assertive and aggressive with the moves I make, 19-year-old Danica once said about her driving style. Being in the Grand Prix at Indianapolis would be so cool. Uh, foreshadow much? <laughs> nice. During the three years that she was in the UK, Danica raced in Formula Vauxhall, where she placed ninth in points in 1999, and in Formula Ford with Haywood Racing. She became the first woman to reach the podium at the Formula Ford Festival at Brands Hatch, finishing second in the event against drivers who are now Formula One testers. Her finish was also the highest for an American since Denny Sullivan in 1978. Salt of the earth, that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> In 2001, she was awarded the Gorseline Sponsorship oh, Award. Yeah, dude. Did you fill up your car with Gorseline this morning? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm driving an electric car, oh, so I don't yeah. need any Gorseline. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, she won the Gorsling Scholarship Award as the most aspiring road course competitor and was recognized as the top female open-wheel race car driver in the international scene. How much do you think a Formula One tester gets per year? Per year, probably not as much as... Probably not as much as Nolan. Yeah, probably not. Probably like an NFL situation where like mm -hmm. the guys that are on the field they're getting paid a lot, multi million, and yeah. then if you're like a one of the, like third string or lower, you're getting paid like forty thousand dollars. No, everybody in the NFL makes over three hundred grand. I'm gonna bet though, if like you're an aspiring open wheel racer on the on the path to greatness, and your job is like test driver, you're probably not worried about your salary. Right. You probably live in like a facility. Yeah, or like <laughs> you know, Monaco lab. or something. Yeah. yeah. Your parents are paying for you, you know. Danica returned to the U.S. in 2001 after her funding dried up. The next few years were a little touch and go for the driver. She was supposed to drive a BMW M3 for Team PTG in the American Le Mans Series in 2002, but BMW withdrew. Danica then raced in the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race and won the professional class with a third place overall. Wait, she won the professional class, but got third place overall, meaning two celebrities beat the pros? I don't think that's Frankie accurate Munez at all. If you've ever seen yeah. Yeah. Frankie Muniz and Frankie Adam Corolla. Frankie Muniz and Adam Corolla. Yeah. I don't think so. In 2003, at 21 years old, she became the first woman to race in the championship since 1974. The season opener in Monterey saw her secure the first podium for a woman in series history. And she ended the season in sixth with five top five finishes. Meanwhile, Danica and her father, tall John, spent their weekends traveling <laughs> to racetracks in hope of, of getting her a contract with a regular team. And this is at the American Le Mans series. Okay. So she's hustling. All of the uh, Patrick off-track hustling efforts had paid off. In December of 2004, Danica was hired by former Jaguar racing team principal Bobby Rahal to join his team. Ray Hall Letterman Racing, 
on their 2005 roster. Her success in indie racing was slow but steady. She made her debut starting from ninth at the 2005 opening race at Homestead Miami Speedway, but she crashed. She was forced to retire the car and head to the hospital with a mild concussion. Her luck shifted at the season's fourth race, the Indy Japan 300, where she started second, led the race for 32 laps, and finished in fourth. So you may have noticed by now that there's not a lot on her personal life. It's just a lot of race stats and stuff. It's because she's like fiercely anti-media. Very secretive. Um, we've been trying to figure out an angle on this episode for a while, but there's not a lot of like personal info on her. Mm-hmm. She's very driven. She's a hustler. She's really good at PR, but she loves her personal life and can't knock her for that. Definitely not. Uh, also, uh, Ray Hall Letterman Racing. Worldwide pants, dude. Worldwide pants. That's right. Yeah, that's David Letterman. Uh, he's one of the uh, like one of the financiers of that team. Have you ever seen uh, Norm MacDonald's impression of... David Letterman. Uh, yeah, you want to got any gum? Yeah, yeah you want to buy a monkey? <laughs> his impression is his line from Cabin Boy. <laughs> David Letterman has one line ever in a movie, and it's in Cabin Boy, and it's Norm McDonald's impression. Of it. <laughs> when this big hulking man walks up, I mean, big guy looks me right in the eye, and he uh, he gives me one of these. He goes, "Uh, uh you, you you got any gum? Uh, uh you, you got any gum?" <laughs> We'll be right back with more of this story. But first, a word from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. In 2005, at 23, Danica achieved one of her dreams and got to compete the Indianapolis 500 for the very first time and managed to set the fastest overall speed in her practice run. Danica started fourth on the grid and became the first woman to lead the Indy 500, but finished fourth in the race after her team told her to ease off the gas to conserve fuel, which ultimately led to her losing out on the lead. In an interview in 2021, Danica Patrick named this decision as the biggest regret of her racing career. Danica was quoted as saying, I would have rather hoped for a yellow at the very end and stayed in the lead than play it safe to make sure that I had enough fuel to finish the race. Much cooler to run out of fuel in the lead than it is to just drop back at the end. It is true. Starting fourth and finishing fourth is the big you win some, you lose some of Patrick's career. 
Despite her so-called shortcomings, Patrick went on to be named Rookie of the Year of the Indianapolis 500 and IndyCar Series after finishing the year with seven top 10 finishes. Off the track, she married her first husband, Paul Hospenthal, after meeting him during a physical therapy session while she was recovering from a yoga injury. Yoga can get pretty serious. I can't do the basic moves. (laughs) 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 Downward dog, like, I can't can't do that. Thinking about doing yoga. Oh, yeah, for your kickboxing? Just for flexibility and just just, kick more men in the face. Yeah, yeah. Savage. (laughs) 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 Nolan's eating a steak right now. (laughs) But even as Danica continued to prove herself, public scrutiny hit a fever pitch. Despite her skills, the haters were definitely starting to notice her. Early on in her career in the public eye, people tended to focus on her looks rather than her talents as a driver. She was often dismissed as just another hot girl in sports who can't win, especially after People magazine named her as one of its most beautiful people and compared her to tennis star Anna Kornikova, who famously posed on the cover of Sports Illustrated to widespread criticism. Yeah, there's like 20 other dudes on the grid that never win. <laughs> that are like probably handsome. Side note, uh, there the, with the, the Anna Kornikova article, yeah. the subtitle for that was, quote, Anna Kornikova is living proof that even in this age of supposed enlightenment, a hot body can count as much as a good backhand. What? Media in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Jeez. Great, great time. <laughs> Jesus. So this was undoubtedly a frustrating time to be a woman in sports. That's an insane subtitle. <laughs> I know. I remember. What the fuck? Yeah. I feel like I would have read this and then watched Mansers. Yeah. On Spike TV. Yeah. What are even in girls' boobs? <laughs> <laughs> this guy died on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of her good looks, Danica herself once said, If being a long-haired pretty girl is different, then I'm willing to use that to my advantage. It's certainly easier to get people's attention that way. But the thing is, you have to set the world on fire with your driving. Uh, It's also important to note that there are tons of male athletes, especially in racing, that aren't great at their sport, but they don't get the kind of scrutiny that a midfield woman does. Racing is known for paid drivers, whose fathers literally buy them into cars to race, even in Formula One. But the racing world was more concerned that Danica is hot? Especially in Formula One. Because of her stature as a petite woman, some commentators questioned if Danica had an unfair advantage in racing, claiming that her small frame and weight kept her car much lighter than her competitors. Well, what about Yuki Tsunoda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't really hear that about him. But sports almost always favor people with the right bodies. People didn't condemn Michael Phelps' wingspan, for example. They celebrated it. At the same time, Danica wasn't even winning races against her heavier competitors. So what was the point of the criticism? Yeah, it's not like anyone was like... You can't let Shaq play. He's way yeah. too big. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to scare the crap out of all the other guys. He can reach so much higher. We're going to go through so many backboards. <laughs> that was a fun time when Shaq was just tearing backboards yeah. down. That was, that was cool. I, want, I need a Mansers uh, to explain like how much force it takes to shatter a backboard. How many balls would it take to tear down a basketball goal? And I don't mean the ones you dribble. (laughs) (laughs) Danica shook the criticism off, and in 2007, she joined the Andretti Green Racing Team, 
She opened the season with two top 10 finishes, placed third at the Bombardier Learjet 550, and took second at the Detroit Indy Grand Prix. Overall, she ended the season in seventh place with 11 top 10 finishes. Again, pretty good. Pretty good. Better than Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Danica stayed. Yeah, nobody's like, is Daniel Ricciardo too charming yeah, for is racing? Is he too handsome to race? He's too down to earth. Danica stayed on with Andretti Green for the 2008 season. And it's a good thing she did. She had two top 10 finishes in the first two races of the season. Then, in April, Danica traveled to Motegi, Japan to compete in the Indy Japan 300 for the third race of the season at the Motegi Ring, baby. Danica was the only female competitor and started in a pretty decent sixth place on the grid. I, w- I will say, that is pretty decent. Better than Ricardo. <laughs> She held her own, and with only three laps to go, Danica passed up Brazilian Elio Castroneves to take the lead. Oh, beautifully pronounced. Ooh. I would have said Helio. Yeah, Elio Castroneves. Four-time Indy 500 winner. Uh, In the last lap, as commentators yelled, Boys, move over! The lady's coming through! Danica zoomed past the finish line to clinch her first win. And with that, Danica became the first woman to win an IndyCar race. Danica finished the season in sixth with 379 points and was the highest placed American over the course of the season. Wow. I don't know anything about IndyCar, but 379 points. A lot. In 2009, Danica decided to stick with her main guys, Andretti Green Racing. That year, she competed in her fifth Indy 500 and finished in third and set the record for the highest placement for a female driver in the race's history. Wow, third place, not bad. She also added seven more top 10 finishes to the list. But while Danica was professionally at the top of her game, she also achieved a different, more rare kind of fame. She became a Super Bowl commercial star. I don't know if that's more rare. (laughs) I know people who are in Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. A dude who writes for (laughs) Donut, Josh Breckis, is in the Super Bowl ads every year. (laughs) It was funny watching the Super Bowl with you this year, Joe. Because you were, it felt like every other ad, you're like, oh, yeah, I went to, I did improv with, improv him. with him. Yeah, just know that, like, every one of those actors is waiting in traffic for two hours to audition for 10 minutes and then drive back two hours. And <laughs> uh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Have you ever auditioned for a Super Bowl ad? Do you know? Yes, a yeah. Pepsi commercial that my friend John Bass got because he was better at drinking the can of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did a, I did a Pepsi commercial one time, and when it got to like the hero shot of like yeah. this, I yeah. couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> was it the bubbles? No, I was just like, this is so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb that we actually do this part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You were in a Taco Bell commercial when you first started working here, right? No, I was in a. I've been in a Facebook commercial. I've been in a um, Overwatch. Oh, nice, cool. Taco Bell would have been better. Yeah, it's probably better food on sale. Yeah, just cold tacos, <laughs> cold soft with, like, tacos, paint as mustard or whatever. <laughs> oh, they don't put mustard on tacos. Never mind. <laughs> if you're sorry, sorry for going on the commercial tangent there. If you're not a huge American racing fan, you might only recognize Danica from her GoDaddy.com commercials. In 2010, Danica starred in several of their Super Bowl ads as the hot girl that men created with website names, where she essentially did 80s movie cosplay as Kelly LeBrock in Weird Science and Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. The ads were considered risque, to put it lightly. 
but definitely did the trick in sparking conversation. And to this day, Danica and GoDaddy are practically synonymous with each other. For good reason. She still holds the celebrity record for appearing in the most Super Bowl ads. That's where I buy all my websites off of. Yeah. You're just stockpiling those domain names. Yes. Like like Toyota.ca, waiting for uh, Toyota to come calling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) LAPD.io. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like they did t- or one of the commercials one year was like, if you want to see the rest of this smoking hot commercial, go to GoDaddy.com. Yeah. It was like, this <laughs> 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 is so yeah. Weird. How many dogs would it take to eat a boob? <laughs> 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 the next couple of years, how many boobs would it take to kill a dog? <laughs> Coming up on a thousand ways to die. <laughs> God. The next couple of years of racing were filled with both career highs and lows for Danica. In 2010, she placed 15th in the Sao Paulo Indy 300 but then went on to play seventh in the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. That same year, she placed sixth in the Indy 500, then finished second at the Firestone 550. In 2011, Danica couldn't seem to catch a break with IndyCar. Mechanical troubles led to a 12th place finish in the season opening Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. She barely qualified for the Indy 500 after her car failed a tech inspection, and she went on to place 26th in the race. She also narrowly avoided a 15-car pileup that killed fellow racer Dan Weldon. By the end of the season, Danica decided to make the leap from IndyCar to NASCAR. Well, at least James didn't have to read it. <laughs> yeah, first time. I've read every death. Give the deaths to the crier. I started crying driving that damn car. <laughs> Danica spent the 2010 and 2011 seasons in the second-tier NASCAR Xfinity Series as a part-time driver with JR Motorsports. Even though she only competed in 12 races in 2011, she was the eighth-highest earner of that year and made a whopping $12 million, which with inflation is over $15 million. See, I wasn't impressed at first, but now I'm like, oh... Danica really made her mark in the Xfinity Series in Las Vegas last year when she surpassed driver... Sarah Christian's 62-year-old record by placing fourth. Danica now held another new record with the highest place finished by a female driver in a NASCAR National Stock Car Series. Wait, so 62 years before 2011, 1949? Wow. So it was pretty early on that Sarah Christian, I've never heard of her, but that's... Uh, Sarah Christian, yo. Pretty early. And she was motoring. <laughs> 1949. <laughs> Danica ended the 2011 season with five top 15 finishes, three top 10 finishes, and one top five finish. As mentioned before, Danica decided to race in NASCAR full time for the 2012 season, which turned out to be a bit of a banner year for her. Uh, speaking of which, Donut Banners now available at donutmedia.com. <laughs> nice. Hang one up in your garage. So organic of you. Thank you. It's the reason that. <laughs> <laughs> she raced the entire Xfinity Series season with JR Motorsports and ran a part-time schedule in the top-level Cup Series 
with Stuart Haas Racing, the team she stayed with for the majority of her NASCAR career. In her first full-time year in the Xfinity Series, she finished 10th in the point standings. That's nice. Higher than I mean, Ricardo. Yeah, to like... <laughs> What if Daniel Ricardo listens to Pascast every week? And like right now he's like, what? Yeah. What Catching fuck, strays dude? over here. It's true, but yeah. It's true. I don't feel really bad about it. <laughs> yeah. That's not how he sounds yeah. at all. <laughs> I'm for Brighton. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. I'll do a shoey. I'll do a shoey. I'll do a shoey for you. <laughs> I mean, it's hot. Yeah. Top 10? Ten? A 10th place in her first, first season, season, like in a new car. Like that's that's really hey, impressive. I don't know if I could do any better than that. You probably not. <laughs> None of us better could. than Ricardo, that's I for sure. I don't know if I could do any better than that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if anybody in this room could. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. I mean, I'm willing to try. <laughs> Hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> Pass guys at donutmedia.com. You shit me up. I got a helmet. I got a helmet. I got a helmet. So I need a suit. We'll talk. Hit me up. <laughs> Not making any promises. Don't know if I'll be top 10, but I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Willing to try. Love to, love to give it a shot. <laughs> this was another record breaking achievement as it made her the highest placing woman in a major stock car series in 63 years. That same year, she became the first woman since 1994 to win the pole in an Xfinity series in Daytona. And to top it off, she was voted Xfinity series most popular driver in 2012. So Xfinity used to be Winston Cup? Uh-huh. Okay. And then now, to make this even more confusing, Xfinity now Xfinity is the second tier. Right. Because it's just now it's just the NASCAR Cup series. Uh-huh. Now it's the crypto.com. Cup. <laughs> yeah. It's the Ethereum board ape <laughs> cup series. Oh god. Dude. How are your apes doing, dude? Four of them got stolen. Oh my they, god, that sucks. Dude. Yeah. They stole your apes. Your apes they are gone. Stole four of my apes. Two of my most favorite apes. Are you gonna negotiate? Yeah, best? yeah. We don't negotiate. I'm just gonna have to just buy another one. Well, Weren't you developing a TV show centered around your apes? Yeah. Tonight, like, we have to get those apes back. We got to get those apes back. If anyone has any leads <laughs> on my apes, please, please tweet at me. <clears throat> at jamesfumfrey. Twitter at jamesfumfrey. <laughs> I miss my apes. <laughs> <laughs> Despite her success, Danica was still receiving some heavy criticism. In 2013, former racer-turned-analyst Kyle Petty referred to Danica as just a marketing machine and not a race car driver. She... F- what? Come on. <laughs> That's pretty petty That of is you. pretty petty of you, Kyle. Come on, Kyle. Yeah, come on, Kyle. How many IndyCar wins does he have? A lot. I don't think so. Probably none. Little bitch. <laughs> Yeah, but how many apes does he have? Yeah, that's a real yeah, question. That's the question. How many apes do you see? Kyle Petty? You steal my apes? <laughs> we'll get back to more past guests, but right now, a word from our sponsors. Petty went on to spew a few more underhanded comments, stating Danica has been the perfect example of somebody who can qualify better 
than what she runs. She can go fast, but she can't race. I think she's come a long way, but she's still not a race car driver. I don't <laughs> think she's ever going to be a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many pubes can one person <laughs> eat before they choke? Danica's response to Petty, I don't really care. There's going to be people who believe in you and people who don't. Plenty of people say bad things about me, but at the end of the day, get over that stuff and trust you're doing a good job for the people who do believe in you. On Kyle Petty's Wikipedia, there's a, a section titled Music Career. Oh, yes. <laughs> what a brutal first sentence of the section. Petty is also known for his brief attempts as a professional country musician. Attempts. <laughs> Brief attempt. That up. is, that's brutal, man. Later, Petty recorded a track entitled O King Richard, a tribute to his father, Richard, written by Rodney Crowell. Wrote a song about his dad. You gotta be a pretty big dork to write a song about your dad. Is that on the King Richard soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In 2013, Danica won the pole for the Daytona 500, NASCAR's biggest event. There we go. With it, she became the first woman to get a Cup Series pole position. After leading several times in the race, Danica finished eighth, the highest female finish ever. She also joined a pretty exclusive club of racers who have led in both the Daytona 500 and the Indianapolis 500. This group also includes Mario Andretti, who I've seen in his underpants. Uh, yep. <laughs> AJ Foyt. Robbie Gordon, Juan Pablo Montoya, and Tony Stewart. Um, weird. I don't see Kyle Petty's name on there. Because <laughs> he's too busy writing country songs about his dad. <laughs> By the end of the season, Danica was 27th in Cup Series points and second in the Rookie of the Year standings. Less important but interesting to mention, she was freshly divorced and had a new boyfriend, fellow NASCAR driver, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Oh, yeah. She dated for five years. That's uh, got to be weird dating someone that you're like racing against. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not too different from dating like when we used to do improv, like dating another oh. improv comedian. Yeah, and you're competing for the same spots on a comedy team or something like that. Yeah. It's, it gets pretty hairy. Pretty exactly the same situation. Yeah. Now, you might find yourself wondering, Danica's doing well. Is she still facing weird sexist criticism? Well, unsurprisingly, yes. Yes, she was. This time around, the nay saying came from the king of NASCAR, Kyle's dad, Richard Petty. Uh oh. What a bunch of dorks. When asked if he thought Danica would ever win the Sprint Cup Series, Petty answered, if everybody else stayed home, <laughs> and Kyle's like, Hey, good one, Dad. <laughs> 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 I wrote a song for you. <laughs> you listen to my song yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. Let's go get some chili That was like all the South Park kids <laughs> rolling along. <laughs> um, now, Petty famously stated that he didn't think racing was a sport for women. Went on to say... If she'd have been male, nobody would ever know if she'd showed up at a racetrack. This is a female deal that's driving her. Come on. Probably your period or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. That's like, one, fucked up. But two, like, dude, people get shot, like, 
drivers get shout outs during broadcasts all the time because they like know the broadcasters uh-huh. and they're like not good, you know, right. like, or like Daniel Ricardo is like, super, oh he's <laughs> super famous, but he like never wins, but it's because he's popular and people like people him. People like him. Cause he's, he's a big part of racing. He's great. Being yeah. Popular. Yeah. And making money for the sport. And knowing, knowing how to like use that PR machine to your advantage. Yeah. It's not like, it's still entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah. Entertainment. Just like, O King Richard by Kyle Petty. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that everything is a straight rhyme. Like every, it's perfect. Much like myself, alive in a vacuum, alone on the shelf, you never go no place. Till I go and left is staring at these lonely walls. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> Give me a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> I hate when the choruses are the same melody uh-huh. as yeah. the rest of the song. Yeah. It's like the laziest shit ever. What, are you saying Kyle Petty's weirdly homoerotic <laughs> song about his dad isn't cool? <sighs> I mean, as long as he had fun, that's fine. <laughs> God, that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. I wish there was, there's no comments on genius.com for these lyrics. <laughs> Uh, Richard Petty did go on to give Danica some credit. Oh, sorry. This song is a cover. He did. Wait, that's even weirder. So a guy named Rodney Crowell did the song first and then Kyle Petty covered like, Oh, is it still he, this other guy wrote it about Richard Petty Yeah, about Richard Petty. And he was like, yeah, it's my song now. I wrote this daddy. (laughs) Daddy, look at, look at the song I learned for you, daddy. (laughs) It's okay, Daddy. I'll drive myself to dinner. <laughs> Richard Petty did go on to give Danica some credit. She's helped draw attention to the sport, which helps everybody in the sport. Blech. While Danica herself was not appreciated, the money she brought in was. Funny how that works. Uh, this is usually what the naysayers focused on when it came to Danica's career, but at this point, she was a pro at shrugging off criticism and continued to stack up achievements. Danica broke yet another record in 2014 when she finished a career-best sixth place at the Atlantic Motor Speedway. This was the highest finish by a female driver since 1978. She had two top 10 finishes that year in the May Cup Series at Kansas Speedway at the Daytona 500. She finished 28th in the driver's standings that year as well. Danica made history yet again in 2015 when she secured her 100th NASCAR Sprint Cup Series start, became the first woman to do so. 2016, 34 she led a career-best 30 laps in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, and 2017 brought Danica her first finish in a NASCAR Cup Series race with a fourth place at the Advanced Auto Parts Clash Exhibition Race at Daytona. In 2018, Danica Patrick decided to retire from racing to focus on her entrepreneurial pursuits after some confusing sponsorship drama, but didn't go quietly into that good night. Instead, she teamed up with GoDaddy for the final two races of her career the Daytona 500, and Indy 500. They called the event, fittingly, the Danica Double. Danica go daddy double. (laughs) The driver finished 35th at Daytona after being involved in a crash, which luckily left her unharmed, and 30th in the Indy 500 after spinning and hitting the wall, destroying her car. After her retirement, Danica hasn't strayed too far from the racetrack. She's become a frequent commentator on both NASCAR and IndyCar racing. In 2018, Danica also started dating her most famous ex, Joe Weber's favorite guy, Aaron Rodgers. Not anymore. 
and more importantly, became the first woman to ever host the ESPYs. Twitter hated her monologue, but seemed okay with her parody of I, Tanya, called predictably I, Danica. Sounds like gold. <laughs> she also started her- Amy Schumer wrote that. Yeah, first, uh, that was the first draft joke right there. Danica also started her own athleisure wear company called Warrior, a wine company called Somnium, Latin for dream, and a candle company called Voyant. Dang great Finnish melodic death metal band called Insomnium. Mm. Go check out Insomnium. That means a waking dream. If you, if you want to be, uh, if you want to listen to death metal about being sad in the woods when it's cold outside, check out that band. Do I? Uh, Before she retired, Danica, something for me. (laughs) I love that band. Uh, Before she retired, Danica did what any celebrity looking for a hobby would do and started a podcast called Pretty Intense an interview show where she discusses spirituality with celebrity guests like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Matthew McConaughey, and fellow NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt Jr. Nice. She's also written a nutrition and workout book with the same title. I like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, he's he seems awesome. We got to get him. Salt of the earth, that guy. We got to get him in the stew, dude. Danica's career may have started as a hobby, but after 27 years on the racetrack, Danica's positivity and desire to prove people wrong brought her into the halls of racing history. In fact, Danica attracted a new kind of media attention just this month when she drew some rave reviews from folks on Twitter for her coverage of the Formula One Canadian Grand Prix. Oh, nice. Though Danica has been used by Sky Sports for their coverage of Formula One in the past, she's typically been designated for coverage of events in the United States. Perhaps this could be the beginning of a new chapter for the racer. There's a lot that could be said about Danica Patrick's career in motorsport, but this piece was admittedly a little difficult to nail down, simply because Danica is notoriously closed off, just like me. The only insight the public gets into her personal life are tabloid dating rumors or something related to some kind of endorsement deal. A longtime NASCAR writer once wrote that the best way to talk to Danica was about something other than racing because she always put her guard up when racing became the topic. It's also bizarre that Danica has been criticized as a gimmick, yet the media repeatedly call young women who race the next Danica Patrick. This speaks to how the media generally approaches female athletes in a male-dominated field, as though sharing their biological sex makes them the same. Despite Danica's clear passion and skill on the track, the media often chose to portray her as a token hot girl. Yet when she cheekily played into that with her GoDaddy commercials, The critics only saw this as a confirmation of their bias. Constant public scrutiny would lead most people to bow out of the spotlight, but not Danica Patrick. Her very presence on the track was an essential moment in sports history. A chance to prove the public wrong. Throughout her career, Danica proved to be much more than a pretty face. She was a fierce competitor with plenty of skill and force behind the wheel to stand out on the racetrack, even though she's only five foot two. Yeah. It, like we're talking about, I mean, like the the Mansers and Thousand Way, the Spike TV effect of like media in the mid 2000s. I think that kind of coincides, like coming up in racing and hitting the mainstream at the same time is like that kind of like gross media environment. Yeah, uh, this is also like the time of like well. paparazzi and Britney Spears going crazy. Yes, and- yes. So. Man, that must have been really hard, but uh, definitely an admirable figure, and uh, I'm glad that she 
you know. It's frustrating because like she obviously just wants to race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then keeps getting sucked into these other dumb conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, wish all the best for Danica in the future. In the future, Danica. The future. Good luck HMU, in the future. HMU, Danica. Let's be. Let's get you on the podcast. HMU. Let's drink some of that wine. Smell some <laughs> yeah. of them candles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got an email this week. Hey guys, my name is Riley. And I've been a huge fan of Pass Gas as I binged every episode of the last five weeks while detailing cars at a Ford dealership. Nice. 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 Uh, I'm driving a Ford taking right now. (laughs) (laughs) I had an idea for an episode when I believe Nolan mentioned he doesn't retain very much information from doing Pass Gas. I think it would be super cool if he did like review quiz or some super deep questions about specific things from past episodes just to be like a fun refresher for those who have listened to all of them. That's, that's a lot of work, right? <laughs> that's a lot of work. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work, pal. Uh, sorry. No. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. I feel like I black out. Like, I don't know what any, I don't, I don't remember episodes we've done. I, I'm confident I have facts correct and then I'll bring them up and then like look them up later and I'm completely wrong. <laughs> and it's stuff that I wrote yeah. and said. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is an interesting idea. We, uh, maybe for the underground or something like that. Anyway, uh, Riley, thank you for writing in. If you want to get in touch with the show, hit us up at pastgas at donutmedia.com. We might read your email on the air. Thank you, Riley, for your email. Um, thank you, dear listener, for listening. Hit you, dear thank listener. You. Uh, guys, go follow the boys on all social media. Follow James at James Pumphrey. Follow Joe at Joe G. Weber. Follow me at Nolan J. Sykes. James is looking at some cool shoes right now on Grailed. Look at knives. At knives? Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> on Grailed? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Supreme uh, Benchmade. That is actually pretty sick. I want, I want another one. <laughs> All right. The show's gone off the rail. Thank you very much. Thank for, you very much. For listening. Uh, see you and, next time. And remember, every time you're out there, just give it a go. Never stop going. Just try it a little bit, and maybe you might be surprised and find out what you like. All right. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>
www.thepeakshow.com.